In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about traditions within the church. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ evangelist Josh Creel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Friday. How you doing, Josh? I'm great, Kenny. Beautiful day here. I'm actually recording this from home, looking out my front window, and it's gorgeous outside. Well, that's nice. I tell you what, I was just watching my son mow the lawn. There's something very right about having somebody else do yard work for you. I so. agree. I, I'm not I'm not to the they-do-it-all point yet, but uh, they at least do the mowing, and then I just have to come behind and do the uh, trim and edging, and so that's quite nice. Oh, that is great. That is great. Okay, this week at church was just a little bit different, wasn't it? It was. I know everybody was really disappointed that they didn't get to hear me for you know thirty to thirty-five minutes. But uh, <laughs> no, it was it was great that uh, our shepherds were able to to speak to the church and to lay out mm-hmm. some of our plans. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys kind of recap what was talked about today? I don't know about you, but every church that I've ever been a part of, uh, except for one group for about a year and a half. Our tradition has always been we come back to the building on Sunday evening for a basically repeat of uh, of the morning service. Um, Different sermon, but everything else, you know, different songs, but we're doing everything exactly the same way. Yeah. And to my knowledge, that's been university's tradition ever since it began back in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. But of course, COVID put a kink in that. Mm -hmm. For the last year and a half, we haven't been meeting on Sunday evenings. So the elders are are looking at how we can kind of reshape that tradition and, and do some different things that that help more of the flock. So it was really exciting as they kind of laid out, you know, some different ideas for what we can do at that time. They're really breaking with some old traditions that we've had for a long time. And I think yeah. they're asking some fundamental questions. What works, what doesn't? What was working about the second service and what wasn't working about the second service? That takes a lot of guts to to, to ask questions like that. And I really kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I, I agree. Traditions are good, uh-huh. uh, but traditions can be really hard to change. And and sometimes you just have to sit down and look at those things and, and see what you need to do with them. Yeah, that's exactly right. We did want to talk a little bit about traditions today because it, it just seems like a really obvious topic to talk about, especially in light of what we talked about in church this morning. I think both of us would say we, there, there's some traditions that we just love and there's some traditions that we just have to question every once in a while. A lot of people think of traditions as as inherently bad. What do you think about tradition? What, what do you think a, a, a scriptural perspective on tradition looks like? Chances are most of us, when we read our Bibles, we spend more time in the Gospels uh, typically than anywhere. Yeah. And if we were only reading the Gospels, we would definitely come away with a negative view of traditions because yeah. so much... Uh, of the time as Jesus being opposed by the Pharisees, it has to do with their traditions and, and them wanting to bind those traditions on others and Jesus rebuking them for those traditions. So mm-hmm. there's a definite negative uh, tone about traditions in the Gospels. Right. However, scripturally speaking, traditions aren't bad. Right. 2 uh, Thessalonians 2 and verse 15, Paul instructs the church there to stand firm and hold to the traditions. And really, when we think about tradition, all we're meaning is I received something and then I'm passing it along. You may have family traditions. The example I often use with um, with people when I'm talking about this is, is a family heirloom. 
Mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a ring that was my my grandfather's. It was his navy ring, and so that at some point was passed down to my father, and now I have it. And at some point in the future, I will give it to one of my sons. Yeah. So I receive that, and then I pass that along. Mm-hmm. Paul uses the same terminology about the gospel itself in First Corinthians fifteen. Just notice this, uh, Kenny. Yeah. Paul says. I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Right. So Paul's saying, I received this gospel. He received it from God himself. And now I've passed it on to you, and you've received it. Right. So really, in one standpoint, everything we do is a matter of tradition. It just so happens that the gospel is a tradition received directly from God himself. So that's authoritative. That's, you know, we could say, binding. We, we have to follow that. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of other traditions. I mean, Sunday evening service is one tradition. Right. I mean, we've, we've been observing a different kind of tradition uh, as well in the last year and a half. Uh, we know from Scripture that we ought to be remembering the Lord's death. And, right. and so we have done that every Lord's Day, you know, that you and I have been Christians. We have we have remembered that. Well, of course, Kenny, how did we do that for, you know, most of our lives? You know, how was that how was that memorial uh, observed? Bunch of guys got up front. They they said uh, a couple of prayers over the over the uh, crackers and grape juice and then they passed it out. That's that's the tradition that we've grown up with. Yeah. Uh, and Chances are anybody that's listening to this had the same tradition. Yeah. Well, we haven't done that for 18 months. You know, no. now we're making an announcement at the beginning of service saying, okay, if you didn't pick up the uh, the emblems when you came in or if you didn't bring it from home, we'll pass it out to you. So traditions, traditions ultimately came from we want to do what God wants us to do. How do we right. do that? Even the right. traditions of the Pharisees began that way. Mm-hmm. They ran into issues because, one— they began to view our traditions are the only way of right. doing what God wants you to. Therefore, right. since this is the only way to be holy, it's not good enough that we do them. You have to do them too, or you're not holy. You don't care about God. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, that you're talking about there is God often lays out a principle, and he says, these are the things that I want you to get done. And then there's some flexibility in how that gets done. I mean, I was a little bit taken aback when we had to bring our own implements. But I do see advantages and disadvantages both ways. It does make that that part of the service go a lot faster. That's for sure. It's easy for me personally to just to, to focus on what am I supposed to be focusing on? Because quite frankly, at that time, I'm not looking for a tray that I have to pass down. And I'm not worried about the guys missing a row. If you're If you're a guy and you're willing to serve, We've all been in the position where, did I get that row? I can't remember. There has been a real advantage here. And I, I think the changing of this tradition really by necessity really kind of opens up some things. Let me ask you this. What makes a tradition really good or bad? I think there's a couple of things, a couple of questions we have to ask ourselves. One, we have to ask ourselves always, is this tradition in keeping with God's will? Again, like I said, everything we really think about what we do is traditional from the standpoint of it. We received it from somebody. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, Paul makes the the point in Philippians four and verse nine, we're to keep all that he taught and, and that was observed in him. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot that we do that even though we may not have a direct commandment, you have to do this. We do those things because, well, we know the early church did that. So we're going to hold to that tradition because there's a link to the apostles there and, and they were guided in ways which were not. So we look at the traditions that we have and say, okay, well, what's the scriptural basis of this? Is this helping, you know, achieve what God wants? Uh, and first, is it in any way violating what God has said we should do? Right, and that does right. lead to the second question of, okay, is this helping us achieve God's purpose? Yes. Uh, the Sunday evening question, there, there's a lot of purposes that are involved in that. There's there's yeah. the matter of when we come together, we can glorify God. Uh, we come together, we can edify each other. Yeah. And so we've done that in, in one way on Sunday evenings, again, for much of our history. But I think we've also discovered, well, I can glorify God in a smaller group, too. Yeah. Or if we come together, it doesn't have to be, all right, we're going to have three songs, a prayer, a sermon, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to have a closing prayer. And, and this is how we'll glorify God. No, there, there are other ways in which we can glorify God, and there's other ways in which we can, we can edify each other. Right. So that's what I really appreciate about what the elders said this morning, is they've laid out a plan for the next three months, and they're mm -hmm. saying, we don't know what the next three months after that's going to look like, because we're going right. to see what effect this has. And then we'll see if we need to do some other things going forward that may be even more beneficial. So that's the second matter is a tradition is good if it's helping us to achieve God's purpose. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the final thing I think we have to ask ourselves is, what is this doing to my about my attitude toward other people? Right. Um can you, I'll go down this road with you for just a second. So sure. I've talked about traditions with our college students here recently, and I've also talked about these with a group of young men. Mm -hmm. When we talk about church traditions, you want to take a guess what issue comes up really first. It may not be the first thing that's mentioned, but it's in the top three of our traditions. I'm going to guess that, that they probably brought up the Sunday evening service as one of them, I'm guessing. That is one of them, and you know what? Oh. Which one uh, came up even before that? No, what we what we wear to church. Oh, I hadn't thought about that, but you're, yeah. you're exactly right. You're yeah. exactly so. Yeah. Depending, and this is one that's really interesting to look at because depending on where you grew up, yeah. If you grew up on the West Coast, you may not have grown up wearing a coat and tie. Yeah. You grew up in North Alabama, chances are <laughs> you were told that this is what you need to wear to church. Now, yeah. Kenny, as you know, I still wear a coat and tie on Sunday morning. When you look around university, we've got people wearing, you know, a variety of things. Well, for me, that still works. That that's a tradition sure. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with because it my mindset is this is what I need to do. Kenny, you were wearing a coat this morning. You weren't wearing a tie. You know what? Right. I, and I don't know how you judge that. Mm -hmm. There are others who are wearing polo shirts and you know T-shirts, whatever. Yeah. So all of us that have a tradition, there are things in my closet that I would wear to church, and there are things in my closet that I wouldn't wear to church. Not that right. because they're necessarily inappropriate, but most people aren't going to be too happy if I get up to preach with an Alabama Crimson Tide T-shirt on. You know, that, that could be that could be distracting. Uh, you know that could you know take away from what we're wanting to do. Yeah. So all of us have that standard. So in in essence, that's my tradition. Yeah. I'll wear this, but I won't wear this. Yeah. Well, coming from the tradition of I was I was kind of raised in a way that you know to show reverence, you you know put a coat on, put a tie on. That's fine for me. 
But if I've got a brother that's coming in in a polo shirt and khakis or, or, or whatever, my tradition becomes a problem when I begin to say, well, you clearly don't care about reverence. You don't, you right. don't care about holiness. You know, wh- what are you doing here? Yeah. So, and that, that's when I become more in line with what Jesus was warning about with the Pharisees. Um, what that's was right. good for me, I've now tried to cast that on somebody else and judge them based on what they're doing. I think a lot of these traditions start off with good intentions, but they end up taking on a life of their own. And, and they get confused with, well, obviously that's in the Scripture somewhere. Well, no, this is just a way to fulfill Scripture. But there are other ways to basically fulfill the same Scripture as well. Getting back to, what are we trying to do here? That's, I think that's just a, just a really important question. To your point there, I, I would almost venture to say every tradition originally starts off with a, in a good spot or a, from I a good too, place. Yeah. I think even if you if you do more research and look into the into the Pharisees and even how their tradition started, again, if we just read the Gospels and we see this self righteous group, which clearly they were, yeah. uh, we see this hypocritical group, which again clearly they were. Yes. But why did they have these traditions? Well, you read the Old Testament, you read the Old Law. Uh, holiness, purity, uh, cleanliness, yeah. those are essential matters. You can read yeah. Numbers uh, Numbers 19 and verse 20 where they were told, if you've become unclean and then you uh, basically say, I'm not going to cleanse myself, you're cut right. off from the people. You're cut off from God. That's exactly so right. you get to the time of the Pharisees and they're saying, okay— you know, hand washing is not required of us. It was required of Aaron and the priests. But, you know, we're going to take that on. We're going right. to say that what Aaron did, we're going to do. We're going to wash our hands because we want to make sure we stay clean. Well, great. Bravo. That would have been fantastic for yeah. any Israelite that said, I want to make sure I'm holy. I want to make sure I'm pure. I'm going to do this. Yeah. The problem then became, this is now law to us. Right. God never right. made it law for all of Israel, but but we've made it law now, and you need to keep this law too. Our tradition has become a law, and so in doing so, they actually violate God's law by being unmerciful, by judging each other, and all these other things. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that I really appreciate what, by what we were talking about this morning. What, what they talked about was uh, the, the Sunday evening service is a, is a tradition. There are a lot of good things that come out of those traditions, getting to see each other again helping to build one another up. But I'm, I'm really kind of impressed that we're willing to try something else to see how it works as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of other people that are doing that. And quite frankly, that's, I think, a good thing to see what works. And, and sometimes it makes sense for us to challenge the traditions that we've set up to see if they still work or not. Um, I, I'm reminded of, of a story of a friend of mine. She was making the, the, the Thanksgiving turkey and she said, okay, um, I, I just need to chop off the, the top of it, and then we'll be ready. And, and so she said, chop off the top? She said, yeah, we chop off the top. She said, why? She said, well, that's the way my mom did it. And she said, well, why did your mom do it? And she said, well, I don't know. Let, let me ask my mom. And her mom said, oh, I've done that for years. I don't know why. And then she, <laughs> and then she, then she said, look, my mom did it, did it that way. And so she asked her mother, and she said, oh, honey, the turkey didn't fit in the oven. We had to <laughs> we had to chop off the top so that it would fit. And and so it was a tradition that was born out of necessity that that no longer served a purpose. I'm not saying that the, that the Sunday evening service didn't serve a purpose, but I'm I'm gratified that we're trying something to see if something works better. It yeah. might not, 
But I, I, I'm really kind of excited to see what works, what doesn't. So I think that's a great thing. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Let me ask you this. And, and, and for those of you who listen to the podcast, Josh and I are still trying things out. So by all means, please give us some feedback. There, our, our, our tradition for this podcast right now is we don't have a tradition. And, and so that's, <laughs> that's our tradition. We're, we're trying to figure things out. We'll get things in a set pattern at some point. One of the things we both kind of like is the idea of ending with a, a standard question. And so the standard question that, that we kind of came up with was, how does this help you reach the goal of God's work, upward call? So Josh, let me just ask you point blank. How do you think what we talked about this week helps point you toward God's upward call? Well, you already mentioned it in, in your previous illustration. I think the first thing we could do is, let's, let's be honest with ourselves and admit we all have traditions. Every congregation has traditions. Every individual has traditions. And it's not a bad thing to reassess those. Right. Uh, clearly, as a congregation, we are, we are doing that. Maybe this is a good time to start reflecting on well, what are my traditions. You know, what what are the things that I make a point of that I'm doing this week? Well, are those yeah. things helping me or not? Are those things helping me achieve God's purposes or not? Are there new traditions? We call them habits, of course. Sure. Uh, are there new traditions or new habits that I need to start incorporating? Yeah. I, I think this is a, a great time as we're just talking about this to reflect on that and and maybe start looking at that. The other area that I would I'd point out, and it's taken from the same book that uh, the title of our of the podcast is taken from, uh, the title taken from Philippians 3. But of course, it's back in Philippians 2 where Paul urged his brethren there in Philippi to to think more highly of others than themselves, to be considerate mm-hmm. of others, and to to look more at serving each other. Yeah, and I think for us, you know, at university, I, I kind of mentioned this in my little uh, talk this morning that if the elders had come to any of us and said, "What do you want to do Sunday nights?" which they did, I mean, and <laughs> yeah, all of us did. gave all of us gave feedback a variety sure. of a variety of feedback, and chances are. None of us sat there this morning and said, yep, that's exactly what I asked for. <laughs> right. And, and so there, there's always the temptation to make this about me. It's like, well, that's, I wish we could have done something else. I, 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 I would li- rather it have been this. Well, the elders are in a position that, that we're not. They're shepherds and they're having to look after the entire flock. And, and so yeah. they're saying, let's try this. Let's, let's see if this helps the entire group. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2 speaks to all of us then. Yeah. That that I have a part in this and I'm going to do my best to to function in this and to fit in this in a way that's going to help my brethren. Yeah. And, and as the elder said, if we discover after three months that we need to do some other things that are going to help each other, then we're going to go with that too. So yeah. that's, the, I would say, the, the main challenge and the main goal this week as we're striving toward that upward call Let's always act more like our Lord who served us rather than serve himself. Uh, let's humble ourselves. Let's let's consider what each other need more than ourselves. Sounds good to me. What are you planning to talk about this Sunday? So, as we mentioned, uh, we're, we've been in the idolatry series, and we're going to come back to that. Uh, we are going to continue to look at various aspects of our lives that are showing how um, we are the, the chief idol. We are the chief competitor with God. Uh, and so in the last lesson, we looked at how pleasure plays a role in that. This lesson, we're going to look at success. We're going to look at achievement. We're going to look at money, uh, all these things. And, and you know how significant is it that 
the one place where each of us, if we wanted to find in God we trust written today, we just have to go look at our money. Yeah, that's exactly and yet, right. And yet that's the thing that is tempting us to not put our trust in God <laughs> at all. So we're going to be looking at that this uh, this coming Lord's Day. I'll tell you what, one of the things I've, I'm looking forward to that, I'll be interested to see if you talk about the difference between a blessing and a curse. Because I think that's that's a that's an interesting an interesting topic. I don't know that I'll necessarily get into that so much, sure. but we are going to talk about blessing because the interesting thing, scripture wise, uh-huh. you don't read about people being quote unquote successful in scripture, right? You do read about people being blessed, right? And right. that whole mindset is very important, and whether or not this becomes a god to us or whether we keep it in its proper perspective. That's exactly right. All right, Josh. Well, I'm really kind of looking forward to that. So how about we do this conversation again next week? Sounds good, Kenny. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. We have all our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. And we've listed the sermon we reference in today's episode in the show notes. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.